from an unknown number by Gary Oldman A multi-voice podfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86 Literarian as narrator and Crowley Gorilla's Gal 86 as Aziraphale and Anathema Device Summary The human wrong number AU I have been craving Trapped at a boring Halloween party, Aziraphale tries to get in touch with Gabriel, but his text ends up in the wrong place Chapter 1 The Angel and the Snake Text received, 31st October 2019, 23.27 hours. Gabe, where are you? I can't see you, and trying to work out this telephone is very confusing. My costume is uncomfortable, and to the frustration of your friend Michael, I have not a clue what I'm dressed as. Which costume? My costume. Gabriel, where are you? Remind me what costume you've got. You're the one you gave it to me. It's that silly Obey one from that film you like. Send a pic. Fine. Send picture. Cute. You're an angel. No, it's the Star Battle film. Gabe, where are you? Oh, this isn't Gabe. What? Who is this? Have you stolen Gabe's mobile device? Nah, sorry. You got the wrong number. Love the costume, though. Oh, and Gabe sounds like an idiot. You should dump him. Dump him? Oh, no, my dear. It's not like that in the slightest. Good. You gonna leave that terrible excuse for a party, then? I should wait to hear from Gabe. One cannot just leave a party without thanking the host. One can. One just did. You're at a party too? Not anymore. Bailed, didn't I, Angel? Keep up. Well, I cannot just bail. And I'm not an angel. You can. You're bored. You're very sure of yourself for a stranger. What makes you think I'm bored? Because you'd rather be texting a stranger than talking to anyone there. Dot. Dot, dot. Well, okay, you might be right. But there's a wonderful Chateau de Moinette someone has hidden in this airing cupboard. So I am enjoying myself a little. Let me get this straight. You've stolen wine clearly not meant to be stolen by partygoers. And to top it all off, you've locked yourself in an airing cupboard to drink it alone. Dot, 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 dot. I suppose I have. And anyway, I'm not alone. I'm talking to you. A wrong number. Yes. So, what's your costume? Snake. And why did you leave your party so early? Asking lots of questions, aren't you? Well, it was a bit crap, and in my case, there was no fancy wine to steal. Well, in that case, let me tempt you over here. There's plenty of Chateau de Moinette, for now. Gee, buy a boy a meal first.
Text received, 1st November 2019, 0702 hours. Oh, my dear. I would like to extend my most sincere apologies for my messages yesterday evening. As you are aware, I was under the influence of a wonderful vintage, and should not have conducted myself so familiarly with a stranger. I wish you good fortune. Text received, 1st November 2019, 12.34 hours. Uh, do you not sleep? And don't leave me hanging. Did you get caught in the airing cupboard? I do sleep, but I had to get to work sharpish to open. What do you do? I run a bookstore. Cute. So come on, what happened with the wine theft? Gabriel eventually texted me asking where I was. I managed to say my goodbye shortly after your last message, filled the bottle with a bit of water and jammed the cork back in there. I think I got away with it. And you're not hungover at all? I don't tend to feel the effects of hangovers. Ah, I forgot. You're an angel. Angels don't get hangovers. I'm not an angel. Then why are you saved in my phone as angel? Should I save you a snake in that case? Hiss. Not my name. Well, what is your name? Dot, dot, dot. I'm sorry. That was quite familiar. Nah, it's fine. It's Crowley. Unusual. Why? Is yours John or something? Uh, Not quite. This is the part where you tell me your name. This is weird. Kinda. How old are you? Very familiar of you, Angel. Sorry, but it would be odd to messaging a child about drinking. It's fine. I'm 32. Oh, so am I. I thought you'd be something like that. How could you possibly guess that? You sent me a picture, remember? Oh, gosh. Sorry about that. Nah, it's fine. Whatever. Text received. 1st November 2019, 14.30 hours. Deary me. The bookshop had a bit of a rush. I apologize for the slow response. Oh, that's fine. So, what do you do? Not much. Not much? How can you do not much? I made my money the old-fashioned way. Killed my dad for the inheritance. Dot, 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 dot. I'm joking. Dot, dot, dot. I knew that. Probably not a good idea making serial killer jokes to wrong numbers. You never mentioned serial killing. Who else did you kill for the inheritance? Some guy who texted me as a wrong number. Dear me. I'll get my affairs in order then, I suppose. I'd recommend it. Just to confirm, I've never killed anyone. I started a business. It did okay. Sometimes means I don't have to work Fridays. That's exactly what a serial killer would say, I'm afraid. Hey, you're the one who texted me. I'm innocent here. I suppose you're right. Text received. 1st November 2019, 1935 hours. What business did you start? Good evening to you too. 
Just some plant food thing. Plant food? Crowley's Miracle Plant Cure? Did you Google me? Did you meet David Attenborough? Sent picture. I can't believe you Googled me. Did you take a picture of your computer screen? You've got a picture of me. This is only fair. Yes, but I don't know your name, so now it's massively unfair. Fine. It's a zero fail. You can try Googling me, but I shan't be found. Very underwhelming. That's totally an angel's name. You're an angel, I'm sure of it. You got an honorary degree? How do I turn the capitals off? Oh, okay, I got it. Well, that's very impressive. And I'm not an angel. Prove it. Not sure how I'm meant to do that. Because you're an angel. You live in London? Can you get off my Wikipedia page, please? Sorry. I live in London, too. Yeah, you and nine million others. Oh, would you look at the time? It's ten. That's so late. I should be off to bed. You were up till past midnight yesterday. Yes, but it was a party. Searching good-looking strangers on Google with Tom Malone isn't a party. Good-looking? I think you misheard me. You typed it. I'm reading it. Well, then it was a typography error. They're called typos, Angel. Yes, it was one of those. All right. Go to sleep. It's past your bedtime. Of course. Well, thank you for the conversation, Anthony J. Crowley of Fear of Crowley, Inc. Never Google me again. From an Unknown Number by Gary Oldman A multi-voice potfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86 Chapter 2 Birthday Witches Text received November 3rd, 2019, 2113 hours I do hope this isn't too peculiar. But I wanted to say happy birthday, because everyone deserves birthday wishes. I hope your day has been filled with wonderful things. What? I didn't Google you again. I just remembered from the other day, when I Googled you. Bloody heavens. Isn't it meant to be bloody hell? Tomato, tomato. That definitely doesn't work on text. I got the gist. So... Did you have a good day? Do adults celebrate birthdays?
I certainly do. I rather enjoy a shindig. No shindigs here. You're not doing anything. Just our wholesome tradition of weekly Sunday drinks. Drinking on a Sunday. Yep. God's day of rest seemed a fitting way to start the week and reject my Catholic upbringing in one fell swoop. Plus, less people in the bar. I don't know whether to be appalled by the blasphemy or impressed you didn't think it was a foul swoop. Or a foul swoop. Terrible. Is that a common issue? Like you wouldn't believe. If it helps with the blasphemy, the friend I'm drinking with is a self-confessed witch. Heavens, how would that help? Two negatives and all. She's asking about you. Me? Dot, dot, dot. I may be a bit of a novice with these phone things, but I'm certain that the little font beneath my last messages mean you've read them. Unless it means read is more a call to action. But given the context... That seems less likely. Sorry, was showing her your picture. And why would you do a thing like that? It's cute. She was asking why you were called Angel in my phone and wouldn't buy that you were just a random wrong number. Oh, right. She agrees with me. Definitely an angel. And she's a witch, you know. Although wouldn't listen to her too much. She's drunk and has assumed this was some kind of Tinder thing. List ten... Listen. Sorry, might be a bit drunk too. Tinder? Oh, she thought I might be a girlfriend? Yeah, or boyfriend. Ah, of course. Not too blasphemous? Uh, no. I mean, I work in Soho. You'd have a hard job surprising me. Ah, of course. I should go to bed. It's 10.30. Well past your bedtime. Tut tut. I got distracted. Oh? Good book. What book? You wouldn't know it. Of course. Speak tomorrow. Yes. Good night. Text received November 4th, 021 hours. Home safe, X. Eh, I was already asleep. You're just upset the text was from me and not your angel. Going back to sleep now? You know I'm right. You'll see soon enough. I'm always right. X. Text received. November 4th, 12.15 hours. Why is London traffic so bad? Because people insist on driving their ridiculously expensive new cars to take a journey a bus or tube would be much quicker, not to mention cheaper, to do. It occurs to me now that you may well be one of those people. Guilty as charged. Though it's a 1926 vintage Bentley. Beautiful machine, not exactly a new. Oh, my dear. I do apologize. Don't tell me. You're a tube person? Or worse, a cyclist? Heavens no. I walk. Though I am partial to the Piccadilly line. Why the Piccadilly line? It has all the best stops. I find it impossible to believe that there is a tube with good stops. There is. 
the Piccadilly line. Despicable. Text received, November 4th, 1236 hours. Anna. Crowley. How hypocritical is it to do something yourself that you requested someone did not do to you? Well, that's the definition, so I'm going to guess. Very. Why? Okay, but what if that person said you could do it? Do what? The thing you asked them not to do. Yes, thank you, Anthony. I got that much. I was more curious as to what this whole thing is about. Are you finally asking people how their weekends were? What? No! I'm just trying to think of something you hate that other people don't. Just answer the question. Anna. Anathema device. Anthony Janthony Crowley. What? What? The J isn't for Janthony. What does it stand for? Answer my question. No, you answer mine. No. Fine. Fine. I'll see you tomorrow for lunch. Uh, yes, obviously. Text received, November 4th, 1703 hours. Do you ever find out that someone thinks something about you that is so bizarrely off-base you wonder if anyone knows you at all? Ah, yes, quite a lot, actually. Only the other day my neighbor barged into the shop accusing me of dallying with the ladies of the street. Not the street in a capital T, capital S, the street, but the women of our street. All the women on our street. Right. Well, my mate just thought my middle name was Janthony. Pardon my prying, but your friend thought your name was Antony Jantony Crowley. Precisely. And is it? No, that's not even a name. Well, what is it? Not saying. Even Wikipedia can't give you these answers, Angel. I'm sure there's a lot Wikipedia couldn't tell me. Correct. The page on Golden Girls is woefully short. The real stuff is on IMDb. I was meaning in reference to you, but I suppose that response is eye-opening in its own ways. Well, I don't even watch it. Never have. Of course. Just heard all that from a friend. Naturally. Isn't it your bedtime? It's 7 p.m. Question still stands. No, it is not. Only seven? Bloody heavens. Long day. Shouldn't complain, I suppose. Met with some head honcho of a garden centre chain about some partnership thing. That doesn't sound so bad. Easy for you to say. I bet you're naturally bloody charismatic and charming. Having to make nice and drink tea and sell. It's not me. I think you're charismatic and charming, and you're not even trying. Who says I'm not trying? Anyway, he bought the thing, so it worked. But was it worth driving all the way to southeast London? Definitely not. Haha, <laughs> you're right. So, how about your day? Same as ever. Walk to work, scared customers off, closed the shop, came home. I did end up going to my favorite sushi restaurant, though. Date? Oh, no. Nothing like that. 
Oh, me neither. Oh, splendid. Text received, November 4th, 1938 hours. Uh, fine, you win. Told you, X. From an unknown number by Gary Oldman. A multi voice potfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86. Chapter 3 Late Nights and Loose Lips. Text received November 6th, 0113 hours. Sorry to bother you. Are you awake? Sure. What's up? Oh, sorry. Go back to sleep. It's fine. You're sure? Yes, just spill. Well, that's just the thing. There's nothing to spill. I'm just struggling to sleep and my mind won't settle. Is anything bothering you? No, not bothering. I suppose I just wanted a bit of a distraction. Distraction? Hmm. Let me see what I can do. Okay. Sent picture. Sent picture. Sent picture. Sent picture. Okay, so these are the options for packaging for our new garden tools range. I have my own thoughts, but what do you reckon? Me? Yeah, why not? Let's call it market research. I'm not in the market for garden tools. Well, then you're the market I really need to appeal to. You're sure you want my thoughts? I mean, I'm not going to blindly go with whatever you say. Hell, it's just occurred to me that you could be a spy. Or a mole for a rival company. Or a journalist or something. Fuck. None of those. Phew. I'm the head of the Society for Death to Plants. I've been sent to stop you keeping plants alive. You're a danger to our work, Antony Jantony. Very funny. Our logo is a flower, but instead of a petal falling, it's a teardrop. Terrible. People will think you want to protect sad plants. You need to make plants the enemy or you'll never get people on your side. Thorns or something, I decay. Oh, wow, you're right. You're good at this. I know. Option three. Eh? Oh, the pictures. Why? You're much clearer in that version. The other ones are much too small. Option one doesn't even have you in it. Terrible. Yeah, option one was my favorite. Option three was my last choice. Well, you know what they say. 
opposites attract. You know, for markets and stuff. Markets? Yes. All right, Angel. You sufficiently distracted? Not at all. But please don't stay up on my account. Nah, it's fine. Got some cereal. It's one thirty in the morning. Yeah, got package, didn't I? Sent picture. Wow. What? Your flat. What about it? It's empty. What are you talking about? I have a sofa. Even a coffee table. Yes, but where are the ornaments? Ornaments? How old do you think I am? I have ornaments. Bloody hell. Let's see them then. Scent picture. Bloody something or another. Do you live in the bookshop? No, I live above it. Why are there so many books? Is this how you build room divides? Are you wearing tartan pajamas? How can you see that? Mirror. Blast. If I had to guess, I would say that room belonged to an old lady intent on being crushed to death by falling stacks of Russian literature. Excuse me, but the Dostoevsky is kept on the landing. Of course it is. You have no idea how difficult it is spelling that right when you're as tired as I am. Couldn't do it when fully rested, so you'll best at me there. Not really a reader. My dear boy, please tell me you're joking. Nah. My eyes have always struggled with staring at things for long periods of time. Never seemed worth it. Goodness gracious. I'm, I'm yawning quite profusely, and so I think it might be time for me to retire. I hope you get some rest. Hmm, maybe. Might take a bit of distracting to get there. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm kidding. Go to sleep. All right. Night, X. Good night, XX. Text received, November 6th, 10.20 hours. Thank you for last night. If I didn't know better, I'd assume that was a salacious text to the wrong number. Texting the wrong number is somewhat your forte, after all. Oh, hush you. You haven't been the wrong number for a long while. You know perfectly well what I meant. Oh, I did, but my PA definitely just saw that text pop up on my phone, and she doesn't. You have a PA. Doesn't take a lot to impress you, does it? I'm sorry if I've sullied your reputation with my careless messages. Oh, you can hardly be to blame. Anna, on the other hand, has obviously been running around with loose lips. Anna. The witch. Oh, of course. And her loose lips. Telling everyone that you're a Tinder date, you know how it is. I definitely do not. Uh-huh. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. Look, I'm about to go into a meeting. Catch you later. Looking forward to it. Text received. November 6th, 11.06 hours. Since when did you talk to Pepper? Since you hired her. Can you not go spreading idle gossip? Well, not idle. 
What's the opposite of idle? It was just friendly chit-chat. We only want to see you happy, AJ. And she's the one who mentioned it. Apparently, your big pitch went really well the other day. And frankly, I think the whole situation is good for you. Efficacious! What? The opposite of idle. Right. As I was saying, I think this is a good thing. It's nothing. It's not nothing. I've not even met the guy. Well, why not? I know you're about 12, but did you bypass the 90s? You can't just meet a stranger off the internet. That's basically the only thing they ever taught us about the internet. Okay, but consider this. It's 2019. You're a 32-year-old man with a teenage crush on another 32-year-old man. If you're not doomed to go to hell for being a witch, that kind of vitriol will get you a ticket straight to the ninth circle. I love you too. Just think about it, yeah? Mm, okay. From an Unknown Number by Gary Oldman A multi-voice podfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86 Chapter 4 The Big Three Emergencies Text received 6th November 2313 hours I'm going to take a punt and say you're probably asleep and much too sensible to not use Do Not Disturb. Scrap that, you probably have an actual physical alarm clock and your phone is turned off in a drawer in another room. Anyway, I don't know why I'm messaging. It's late. I should sleep. Text received 7th November 0602 hours. Close, but no cigar, I'm afraid. I do have a physical alarm clock, and admittedly it hadn't even occurred to me that my phone might have an alarm clock on it. In any case, my phone stays beside my bed, just in case. Text received, 7th November, 0914 hours. Just in case what? Oh, you're awake. Good morning. In case of the three big emergencies. Which are? Murderers, handsome suitors, candy crush lives renewing. Let me get this straight. You're telling me you can't work out how to set an alarm. On the app on your phone called Clock. But you can work out how to download and play Candy Crush. I like the music. You play it with the music on? The shop can get very quiet. Excuses. 
That's irredeemable. So what about the other two? Hmm? Would you say you have to deal with more murderers or handsome suitors in an average day? I live in London. I think that answers that question. You live in Soho. Could go either way. I'm sure the ratio is a little more balanced when you look like the physical embodiment of temptation and you have an honorary degree. But the rest of us are a lot more concerned about being offed, I assure you. Ah, uh, yes. My Tinder bio does just say, I have an honorary degree from a university you've never heard of. Big lure. Does it? No. What does it say? Candy Crush Champion 2K19. Really? Nope. Are you going to tell me? Not a chance. Okay, that's fine. I can respect that. Text received. 7th November, 1644 hours. You know what to do. Do it with style. What the actual fuck? Angel! Have you spent all day tracking me down on Tinder? Yes, it took ages. I bloody bet it did. I'm getting a lot of matches. What does that mean? Bloody fuck. It means all the people you said yes to have also said yes to you. I didn't say yes to anyone. I just swiped them away until I found your profile. How many matches have you got? 37. Lucifer. Is that a lot? I like that picture of you. Yes. Which one? Oh, there's more than one? Who's the girl with you in this one? Sent picture. Anna, witch friend. That was her birthday party. It was a 70s theme. We went as our favorite musicians. Obviously. Ah, well. Not sure I know too much about that. So you have no idea whom I'm dressed up as in that picture? Leather trouser mustache man? Save me. Anna is dressed as Kate Bush, because obviously she is. And I am Freddie Mercury, rock god of queen fame, because double obviously. Oh, I think I've heard of them. I like her hair. She looks nice. Text received. 7th November, 1720 hours. I want to make him a mixtape. Can you make an internet stranger a mixtape and have it not be weird? Like a hello person I am ambivalent about, here is some music. I don't care if you listen to it or not. Mixtape? Mixtapes are a proposal in my culture. And what culture is that? Big baby culture. Anathema! Just make him a mixtape, idiot. He found me on Tinder. Cute. No, but Anna, he specifically made a Tinder. Just to find me. Spent hours on it. And now he's looking at my pictures. He says you have good hair, by the way. A man of good taste. But also, what? Backtrack. That's bonkers. And definitely not something you do to someone you're ambivalent about. 
make the mixtape. Can't be sure. Just gonna die alone. Bye. Text received. 8th November, 1018 hours. Did you do this? Sent picture. Hmm. Your office is just as bleak as your flat. And to answer your question, that depends. Depends on what? How weird you think it is that someone got so sad that you found reading books difficult that they dug out an audiobook of their favorite novel. Despite the awful narration, it's the only one available. Searched the address for your office and sent it to you. Well, you've always been a bit forward, so I think it should probably really stop surprising me one of these days. I'm just glad it's not a letter bomb. Gracious, why would someone letter bomb you? I have it on good authority that there's a society for the destruction of all plants that wants my head. Oh, yes, but we're much less sneaky than all that. Yes, this isn't sneaky at all. Hmm, you might be right. If you don't like it, please don't feel obliged to listen to it. Just donate it to a charity shop or something. You really didn't have to. Consider it a belated birthday gift. Thank you. So, this is your favorite book? Not that one can really distinguish one favorite book when there are so many beloved options. But, yes, that is certainly amongst them. Okay, I suppose I'll read it then. Or listen. You know what I meant. Just have to find something that plays a CD. What is this? The past? Would you believe it? The people in the past actually had to read their own books. Sounds terrible. Class divides, high child mortality, and shitting in a bucket I can deal with. But reading a book? Deal breaker. I suppose I'll have to find someone else to join me in my time machine. Of course. It all makes sense. You're a disgraced nuclear physicist. What? Never mind. Text received. 8th November, 2014 hours. You're right. In regards to... Dot, dot, dot. The narration of this audiobook is awful. Oh, dear. I'm giving up. If I have to hear his pronunciation of holiday one more time, I'm going to resort to crime. Oh, no. Please don't do that, my dear. If it stops you falling into a life of crime, uh, perhaps I could read it to you. We, we, asterisk, uh, asterisk, 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 FFS, what? Just if you wanted me to. As in... A phone call. Too old-fashioned for you? No. I think I can manage that. Incoming call. 2037 hours. Hi. Oh, goodness me. That didn't even ring. Huh? Yes. Hi. Hello. Hello. You sound exactly how I thought you would. Oh, really? You sound different. What were you expecting? Scottish accent or something? Come to think of it, I'm not sure. Huh. Yes. 
So, uh, what page are you on? Dunno. It's an audiobook. About ten minutes in. Well, how about we start from the beginning? Assuming you can stand to hear it over again. I think I'll make do. Wonderful. Now, just let me find my copy. Oh, dear. What? I've seen your stacks. We could be here all night. There's a method to the stacking, I assure you. And what method would that be? Dewey Decimal, Alphabetical, Genre, Red and Unread? Colour. Colour? Yes. That might be the worst method. How are you meant to know what colour the book you're looking for is? Well, I'd know, wouldn't I? <laughs> Would you? And what if someone else wanted to find something? They should stop rooting around my books. I like your laugh. I hope you don't carry this so-called method into your bookshop. You do, don't you? People like it. It helps them to pick up a book they would have never thought of reading. Yeah, because they can't find the one they're bloody looking for. Well, that's neither here nor there. I found it. And the sound of things falling over in the background is nothing to do with the fact that you just dislodged a massive great tome from the bottom of one sack and it's all collapsed. No comment. Remind me never to play Jenga with you. Noted. Are you comfortable? Yep, chilling in my lounge. Your bleak lounge? My stylish and modern bachelor pad. Okay, bear with me. I've got the kettle on. I'm making cocoa. Of course you are. Let me guess. You're a coffee black kind of person. Make it Irish at 9am. Uh, yes, you've caught me. I'm the protagonist of a 50s detective film, although in that scenario, I think that makes you the kidnap victim. That's a shame. Did I not have my phone on hand to call the police? Nope. Oh dear. So that means no Candy Crush whilst I wait to be rescued. None. No wonder these damsels were willing to settle for grumpy old men. Absolutely nothing else to do. Okay, I have my cocoa. I am settled. Are you ready? Hmm. Text received. 8th December, 2320 hours. He rang me. What? Yep, he read to me. You're kidding. Nope. Wow, I need a boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend. No, he's just a guy who rings you in the middle of the night to read you to sleep. He didn't ring me in the middle of the night. No. He rang at about eight. We just spoke until the middle of the night. Important distinction. Jesus Crowley. That's good, though. Are you going to meet him? Give him a little mixtape? Don't know. Don't ask me things. What about you? Still talking to that guy from the cafe? Yeah, I don't know. How much can you really trust a man who works in an internet cafe? I've invited him to the book launch, though. Well, that's a step. Yeah. And we've met in person, so... That's good. Get off my back. 
I really think you should just ask him. Yes, I know what you think. I'm going to bed. Sleep tight. Dream of the thing you like most. Wink emoji. From an Unknown Number by Gary Oldman A multi-voice podfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86 Chapter 5 Stakeholders and Snake Smolders Text received 9th November 10.34 hours Are you okay? What? It's just that I've been staring at the little dots appearing and disappearing for the last 20 minutes. What? Why didn't you say something sooner? Good morning, or whatever it is people say these days. Well, at first I thought you just made a typo. And after that, every time the message went blank and I'd think to start typing, the dots would appear and I'd wait to see what you wanted to say. I hope it wasn't anything important. I was just trying to work out how to say good morning. Hmm. Why didn't you say something sooner? Good morning, or whatever it is people say these days. Ha ha. Your wit has slain me. Let's start again, shall we? Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. This is the part where you say good morning. I thought you were going to. It was your bloody idea. Good morning. Yeah, hello. I hope I didn't keep you up too late. Now who's sending salacious texts to the wrong number? I've been doing that this whole time, Angel. Oh, goodness. So, what are you up to this morning? In a meeting. That's early for you. Stakeholders, blah, blah. Yawn fest. Well, that sounds important. Shouldn't you be paying more attention? Nah, this is why I have interns. I don't think that's what interns are for. This one is. He makes awful coffee, but is very good at covering for me, so it balances out. I always thought the idea of a meeting sounded quite fun. Gathering your notebooks, discussing things, having colleagues... I cannot fathom how you could possibly think that. Do you not have colleagues? Have you never had colleagues? No, it's just me. I do think I'd quite enjoy the company. For all of two seconds, until you realise that either someone else has hired someone totally inept, who you dislike deeply and you end up doing half of their work too, 
or you get to the point where you're the owner of the company, can hire who you want, and you still have to hire the best of the bad lot to apply, and not just someone you like. Awful bunch. They can't all be that bad. Oh, they are. Buy me a drink one day and ask me about B from accounts. Well, what about your interns? Uh, don't count. Why not? Because I said so. Of course. Text received. 9th November, 12.36 hours. Italian or sushi? Pardon? About to book a lunch date and I'm not exactly big on food. What do people generally prefer? Sushi. You sure? Yes. Great, cheers. Text received. 9th November, 21.44 hours. Good evening. I hope that message didn't take you 20 minutes to decide upon. Very funny. Though I have had some wine, so we're all just lucky I spelled the whole thing correctly. Congratulations. So your date went well? Date? Oh, lunch? That wasn't a date. It was a meeting with one of our new freelancers to discuss the marketing of the new range. Frightfully dull. And sushi is awful, by the way. Hardly ate a thing, which is probably why I'm half gone on two glasses of cheap red wine. Oh, well, I'm frightfully sorry, but you couldn't be more wrong. Sushi is an acquired taste. Yes, one I shall never acquire. Unless, like cheap wine, it becomes more and more bearable the more you have. Though I will never get that stage because unless it's drenched in sake, it's not worth the effort. You're rather loquacious when you've been drinking. Is this more drinks with friends? Nope. Anna cancelled on me, so it's just me. Loquacious. Big word. You know big words. I am surrounded by them all day. By that logic, I know a lot of big bastards. I do. I had a dream about you last night. You did? Yep. You were dancing the gavotte. Naturally. I suppose you're more of a disco dancer. I've been known to dabble. So, what else happened in this dream of yours? We got tea. Tea? Yes, tea at the Ritz. Oh, and I danced the gavotte. Through the streets of London. That sounds nice. Nice is a four-letter word. Well observed. Are you okay? Lots of appearing and disappearing dots again. Forgotten the words good and night? Do you want to? Want to what? Get tea at the Ritz. Would this be together? Doesn't have to be tea. Doesn't have to be the Ritz. But yes, I was thinking maybe I'd be there too. And you. I suppose you could describe that as together. Oh. Oh, my dear. I'm awfully sorry, but it just might be a tad too fast for me right now. I really am sorry. Right. No. Of course. Sorry. 
It's late. Past your bedtime, Angel. Night. Oh, okay. Good night, Crowley. Sleep well. Text received. 10th November, 0945 hours. Hi, Adam. Not coming into work today. Cover for me. From an unknown number by Gary Oldman. A multi-voice potfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86. Chapter 6 Moods Incarnate. Text received 11th November 0916 hours. Good morning. I hope you're well. Text received. 12th November, 11.40 hours. Oi, pick up the phone. Anthony J. Crowley. Stop moping and answer my calls. Fine. You've asked for it. I'm coming over. Ugh, no, don't bother. I'm alive. Leave me be. What's wrong? What makes you say anything is wrong? Maybe I just can't stand talking to you. Oh, wow. Let's see. You're defensive. Haven't sent me 40 texts talking about your little crush. Pepper says you've called in sick two days running. So either you're dead, hungover, or moping. And you don't get two-day hangovers. Tell Pepper she's fired. Nope. Now, tell me what's wrong. You're fired too. I don't work for you. Damn right you don't. I fired you. Are you drunk? No. It's midday. Yeah, in London it is. Are you not in London? Sent location. Anthony! What the hell are you doing in Italy? I'd also like to point out the mere one hour time difference. Cheaper wine here. You flew to Italy for cheaper wine. Don't be ridiculous. I got the train. What happened? Went to the train station, exchanged money for ticket, got on train, got off train, got on new train, got wine. Dot, dot, dot. Don't dot, dot, dot me. I'm an adult, I'll have you know. I can do whatever I want. At whatever speed I deem appropriate. Anthony, please tell me how I can help you right now. <sighs> Don't be earnest. I'm fine, really. 
just need some time away. I suggested a meeting to the wrong number, and it didn't go well. Oh, AJ, I'm really sorry. That's naturally very disappointing. On those grounds, I will allow exactly one more day of drinking, and then I expect you to be back here for lunch. Capiche? Kapoo you. Text received, 12th November, 1617 hours. Hello, my dear. I do hope you're well. I hope the incident the other day was no big deal. Not that I think I'm a big deal, of course. More of a speculative worry than anything else. I don't know what I'm saying. You just disappeared. I suppose what I'm trying to say is that I'm awfully sorry. I valued our texts very much, and these last few days of silence have shed a light on just how mundane things were prior to them. I can understand if you would rather end our confabulations, but I sincerely need you to know that I do not. Confabulations. Oh, hello. It means conversations, discussions. Ah. How have you been? Good. Busy. Work trip to Rome. Oh, busy. Yes, I should have suspected. Rome is awfully nice, though. Have you enjoyed it? You don't strike me as someone who has ever left London, never mind gone to Rome. I've done my share of travelling around. I even took a gap year, I'll have you know. You took a gap year? I did. Long story. I have a bit of time. Well, in that case, truth be told, I was teetering on the verge of joining the clergy. I wasn't wholly convinced the step was right for me, and I took a year to find some answers. I went to Jerusalem, to Rome, to Egypt. And? And what? Did you find answers? The man who seeks answers will only ever find more questions. But I did find something else. Yourself? Golly, no. Though after all that pasta, I was certainly easier to spot. I found art and literature. Rome is splendid for that. I wouldn't know. Good wine, though. I'll toast to that. Text received. 13th November, 1545 hours. When did your train get in? Why? You're so suspicious. Has anyone ever told you that you're very suspicious? Learn to trust people. What do you want? I need your help. What with? I need an outfit for the book launch. That's tomorrow. Yes, which is why we need to go today. How do you not have an outfit yet? I was waiting for the right time, which is today. As good as ever. 16.03. Brilliant. I'm already at the station. How did you manage that? Been here all day. So instead of shopping, you've been waiting for me to go shopping? Yes. Didn't you hear me? I need your help, not your company. I'm launching a book. I need to look esteemed and let's face it. No one knows how to cultivate a persona quite like you, Janthony. Oh, I see you. Where are you? Outside Pratt. 
Good. I need coffee. Text received. 13th November, 2131 hours. Sent picture. Sent picture. Yes, you look lovely. Can I go to sleep now? I have jet lag. The hour time difference that tough on you? More your company. I have not missed your moods these past few weeks. Moods? I don't have moods. You are moods incarnate. Now, if you don't mind, I have a book launch tomorrow. Yes, well, good luck with that. You're not coming? Of course I'm coming. I'm just going to be late. And I might get arrested or something, so I can't really make any promises. Ha ha, not funny. I need you there. Of course I'm going to be there, idiot. Now go to sleep. You have jet lag, remember? That's you. Oh, yes. Yawn. Text received. 13th November, 11.51 hours. You up? Yes. Hello. Hi. I'm confused. If Dumbledore says no one should go to the Forbidden Forest, why is he sending a bunch of first years there for detention? You're reading it on your own? I was curious. Couldn't sleep. I have jet lag. You were in Rome. How the devil do you have jet lag? So, this will become apparent, but Dumbledore tends to forget about his duty of care. Rather a lot. A staggering amount. There's really no way that man would pass an enhanced DBS check these days. And, quite frankly, nor would half the staff of Hogwarts. You're fun at parties, aren't you? It is already well established that I am the kind to lock myself in an airing cupboard with a stash of wine at parties. Stolen wine. Borrowed. I returned it. With water. And unless your gap year revealed that you were really an angel or Jesus himself, I don't think that counts. Why are you still up? Couldn't sleep. A lot of that going around. Yes. You're dot dot dotting me again. Suppose I should say good night then. Night. Oh, okay. Good night. From an unknown number. By Gary Oldman. A multivoice potfic, read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86. Chapter 7 Wrong Numbers All the Way Down. Text received 
14th November, 08.15 hours. Hello, Gabriel. Could you let Mother know I'll drop those things off this weekend? I thought we covered this weeks ago. Not Gabe. Crowley. Oh, dear me. What an accidental mishap. Well, I do apologize for sending you that message, which was intended for Gabriel, of course. How have you been? Text received. 14th November, 08.23 hours. He's sorry sent to wrong personing me. A classic move. A ridiculous move. It's sweet. I'm starting to see how that internet cafe boy had such an easy job winning you over. Text received. 14th November, 08.30 hours. Hold on a second. Gabe is your brother. Yes. Didn't I mention? I didn't realize you had siblings. Oh, yes. I come from a very big family. Ten brothers. What's that like? Fine. Truth be told, it can get quite lonely at times. How can you be lonely with ten brothers? And you? Any siblings? Nope. What's that like? Lonely. This really isn't a conversation to have before 9am. I must say I'm quite impressed you're up already. Must be the jet lag, eh? Busy day. Already off to work. Or are you travelling the globe again? Not exactly. Sent picture. Why is your face blue? It's a face mask, Angel. Oh, I've heard of those. Why are you wearing it? Big day and very big evening. Gotta look my best. Oh. How about you? Up to much today? Big thing tonight also. Sounds fun. Yes, it should be. Great. Have a good one. You too. Text received. 14th November, 10.58 hours. Right, I'm about to go into the meeting, so you probably won't hear from me until later. I'll only be about ten minutes late, London traffic permitting, but if I don't talk to you before, good luck. Good luck to you. Hope the big meeting goes okay. XX. Text received. 14th November, 14.31 hours. Okay, but why does he bother with the whole sorry wrong number thing? He's the one who didn't want to meet. And I'm pretty sure he's got a date later, so... Aren't you meant to be in a meeting right now? Yes, fine. Text received. 14th November, 15.13 hours. It's just weird, you have to admit it. But do you know what? It's not my problem. Plenty of angels in the sea and all that. You sound totally over it. I am. Text received. 14th November, 1527 hours. Sent picture. Is that? An angelfish, yes. Just illustrating my point. Text received. 14th November, 1554 hours. Fine, I'll admit it. But he's cute, okay? 
Sorry, I don't follow. Fuck. Wrong number. Sorry. Text received. 14th November, 1556 hours. Fucking shit. Bollocks. Meeting go well? Uh, think so. But it's not that. I'm on the loo. Need me to tell Pepper to bring you more toilet roll again? No, shut up. That happened once. I sent the message to the wrong number. What? I sent a message intended for you. To him. That's a bit hypocritical. I didn't do it on purpose, did I? How did that happen then? Dot, dot, dot. I was reading. Are you sure that was an accident? There wasn't a little part of you that wanted to send the message? Don't you have a book launch to get ready for? Don't you have a department store to schmooze? Text received. 14th November, 1809 hours. We fucking did it! I knew you would. You write one book about prophecies and suddenly you think you're a fucking fortune teller. I don't need to be a witch to know you're brilliant. This is hate speech. I'm going to block you. Fine, you're awful. But get your scrawny ass here and join my throngs of fans. I go on in 20 minutes. Yes, yes, I'm on my way. Lower your heckles. You had better not be texting and driving. Alas, my crime is far greater. I'm on the tube. Wow, you must really love me. So wonderful, kind, thoughtful, lovely. No, this is libel. Good luck. Draft. Last edited, 14th November, 1830 hours. Aziraphale. Nope, too formal. Azzy? Too informal. Fine, fine. Punish me the way I deserve. Angel. Angel, I just wanted to say I was sorry. Upset? No. Heartbroken. Stop being dramatic, you absolute tosser. Angel, I'm sorry for my recent absent on text. Lucifer, I'm starting to sound like you. Bastard, stop stringing me along. Angel, I'm sorry for suggesting the writs out of the blue. Angel, ugh. how can you be an angel? If there was a God, she'd surely allow me the dignity of meeting you in a normal way, like in a bar or a haunted house or a fender bender involving my car and the vintage bicycle I'm certain you have. But no, I just get this. No justice or dignity. There are idiots who get to see you every single day, who meet you and don't realize how lucky they are for it. I get the sense that none of this should have happened at all. A mistake of the universe, a piece of code put in wrong, and then... this. Angel, I'm pretty sure you're on a date right now, and I'm going to a stupid book launch, so this all seems very backwards and unfair. I can't even tell you about it, and I bet you'd have something dorky and ridiculous to say about it all. 
Book launches these days are so mundane. Back in my day, Oscar Wilde's book launches were a riot, blowdrops going on until the early hours of the morning. Or something like that. <clears throat> I can't even text Anna about it because it's her bloody book and she's got bigger things to worry about right now, which is ridiculously seeing as the world does actually revolve around my problems. So yes. I'm writing texts to no one. On the blasted tube of all places. Piccadilly line, though. Your favourite. Text received. 14th November, 1845 hours. I'm here. Very good author voice, I must say. Text received. 14th November, 1935 hours. Hi, I'm just out the back grabbing a tea. How do you think it went? It was a book reading. People listened. Success! Are people buying copies? I just whispered, I heard they didn't order enough copies of the book for everyone, so people are mad rushing to the till. You're welcome. Is that fraud? I don't know. How do I get some of that free champagne? Never mind, I stole it. You're taking your time. Sorry, my publisher is just introducing me to some people. Be out in ten. Ten minutes? What am I meant to do in a bookshop for ten minutes? Make friends. Browse. I've resorted to a game I call How many glasses of champagne can I steal? I am rather brilliant at this game. Text received. 14th November, 2001 hours. Good evening, Antony. I'm certain I'm misinformed, but on the off chance that I'm not, would you do me a favor and please turn around? From an Unknown Number by Gary Oldman A multi-voice podfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86 Chapter 8 Statues That Come to Life Text received 15th November 0703 hours So do you want to talk about what happened yesterday? I have no idea what you mean. Anthony, for all that is good and right with the world, do not toy with me. Give me ten minutes. Need coffee. Fine. It's been ten minutes. Anthony. Anthony! Right, I'm back. What's up? What's up? 
only the fact that you bailed from the most important party of your life yesterday with someone who looked remarkably like a certain fair-haired internet stranger. Oh, and you drank two bottles of champagne by yourself. I stole the last page out of a few books, too. Just if we're listing my crimes. Anthony, my darling, best friend. You're going to have to spill the proverbial beans before I lose my mind. Start from the beginning. Uh, fine. So, you were taking an eternity to rejoin said party, and you know bookshelves make me nervous. I'm sure the champagne helped. Oh, it did. So, there I am, minding my own business, defacing a few books, signing others like an author let loose in the Heathrow W.H. Smith, and enjoying the general festivities of free champagne. Which is when I received the text. From your... dot dot dot. Aziraphale, yes. What did it say? He told me to turn around. Right. So I did. Right, dot, dot, dot. And then what? He was there. Loves books about prophecies, apparently, and had been waiting for this one for some time. Ah, oh, I love him. So wait, you didn't invite him? Nope. I thought he was on a date, remember? And he actually thought I was on a date, too. Bit of a misunderstanding there. And how did it go? Bit awkward. Bit awkward? Is that it? You've been pining over this guy like a teenager for weeks. And finally, you meet him in a moment of utter, ineffable destiny. And it was a bit awkward? You have no sense of drama, do you? I'll get there. It was a bit awkward. Because... You know how I feel when I'm talking to people in general. Angry? Bored? Mildly sick? Right, on all accounts. Well, I wasn't. Wow. Yes. It was just nice. He kind of stuttered out his reasons for being there, and I did mine. And then we were a bit quiet. Don't get me wrong. I was happy to be there and to see him. Side note, remember when we saw the statue of David in person for the first time? But I knew he was the one with reservations about it all and I didn't want to push or assume or whatever. Like, he hadn't wanted to meet and then we did. So I let him take the lead. Which basically left us standing in the poetry section of a bookshop for about five hours, staring at each other. Right. Dot, dot, dot. And then he said, I'm so very pleased to meet you. Just old stuffy and old-fashioned. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Here's the thing. And I will punish you with tortures even you don't have the imagination for if you tell anyone I said this. I knew he was smart and funny and a bit of a bastard and utterly gorgeous. But being in his space is completely different. Radiant almost. Definitely over him then. 
Shut up. Text received. 15th November, 0720 hours. Good morning. Oh, dear me. I wasn't expecting you to be up so early. Couldn't sleep. No, I can't say I slept terribly well either. You know, I was anticipating having to wait three days to get any kind of message from you. What? Why? That's the rule, isn't it? What are you, twelve? I'm thirty-two. Oh, well, I'm thirty-three now. And with that maturity, I have realised that I don't have the time for playing these games. My biological clock is ticking. Yes, indeed. And what at your age? Practically a spinster. Practically. Text received. 15th November, 07.32 hours. So then what? Oh, well, as you know, you showed up at some point, but were being ambushed by your doting crowd of fans. Had I mentioned how proud of you I am? I don't know. Well done, you. Ah, yes. I remember that part very well. So there we were, surrounded by Keats and Platt, and he had just said, I'm so very pleased to meet you. And of course, I was two bottles of champagne in. You kissed him? Lucifer Anna! Calm down, I was drunk, not an animal. No, I asked him if he wanted to take a walk. That's very PG of you. So, then what? We walked. Didn't really have a route or destination in mind. Ended up in Berkeley Square. And then you kissed. Calm down, Anna. No. We just sat on the bench and chatted. Nothing salacious, nothing friends wouldn't do. Friends who are not so secretly in love with each other? In love? I've met him once. I've known him for two weeks. I'm not even sure he's actually into guys. Plus, he's... I don't know. He's nice. Can you really see me with a nice person? Are these reasons why you're not in love with him? Or reasons you shouldn't be? What? Anna! Stop, please. LMAO. Text received. 15th November, 08.15 hours. I hate to bring it up before you've even had a chance to digest your breakfast, but I was right. Sounds fake. To what are you referring? The snake most certainly did wink at Harry. Snakes don't have eyelids. This is a scandal. That's what the book says. Unless you're suggesting the book is wrong. Angel, all I'm saying is that the snake could not have winked at Harry because snakes cannot wink. Nor can they read if we are being pedantic. I must say, now that I've seen you saying that in real life, I like it a lot more. What? Angel. It bothered you before? Oh, no, not bothered. I just thought it was silly. And now? Dot, dot, dot. 
You have to tell me, else it's entrapment. That, 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 I don't think that's, that, 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 a thing. It is, I promise. Well, I suppose there's just something about your voice saying the words and your mouth forming them that makes it more than the word itself. Do you understand that? Uh... I guess I could imagine that, yeah. I apologize if that was a bit forwards. Draft. Last edited, 15th November, 0842 hours. Don't. Don't apologize. Not for that. Be forward with me, please. Take an inch, take a mile, take it all. You'll never go too fast for me. Text received. 15th November, 08.44 hours. That's all right. Text received. 15th November, 08.46 hours. So, are you going to see him again? I don't know. It sounds like it went well. What's up? Something weird happened. We were walking and chatting and it was all great. Easy, you know? And then all of a sudden, some built like a brick shit house jawline in a trench coat approaches us and greets us, Raphael. Sounds cute. No, not cute. The opposite of cute. Picture a statue coming to life but with no life in it whatsoever. Like an evil mannequin. That was this guy. A golem, perhaps? His brother. Ah. Gabe. The intended recipient of the text. Yep. So why is that a problem? I don't even know. It's just weird. The whole mood changed. He introduced me as a patron of the shop, put about five meters between us for the entire conversation and scurried off as soon as he possibly could. Weird. Yeah. Well, you can hardly hold that against him. It's not like you get on with your family. That's not what's grating on me. The rest of the walk was weird in a weird way. Quiet. Difficult. Like there was suddenly something there that wasn't before, and I don't know what. Hmm. Yes, hmm. Then what? Then I dropped him off at his bookshop. Did you... dot dot dot? I really wanted to. We stood there in front of the door to his flat, and I thought, huh, maybe I should go for it. But he was just staring down at his feet, and I just couldn't stop thinking that I shouldn't go too fast. Then he looked up, smiled, and said, Goodbye. Not see you soon. Not we should do this again. Not come upstairs and make languorous love to me. Goodbye. Eesh. Yep. And the worst part of it all is that this morning it's like everything is back to normal. That's bad because... dot dot dot. I don't want it to be normal, Anna. I want it to be how it was yesterday. Oh, my little lamb. So what are you going to do? 
The way I see it, I have two options. If either of those are getting on a train to Italy to drink, you had better invite me this time. Okay, three options. One, go to Italy and drink. With me? With you. Two, wait 8,000 years for him to come around and decide what he wants and hope to every deity that he wants me. Three. Move on. And what do you want to do? I want you to use your powers of prophecy to tell me what's going to happen so I don't have to make a decision. That's not how it works. I know. I'll settle for advice. Oh, wow. Anthony Janthony Crowley asking for advice from another person. It's a miracle. I rescind my request. Going to Italy alone. Bye. Don't you dare. I think you know what you have to do. Yeah. Don't wanna, though. I know. But you can't put yourself through this forever. Yeah. I hate it when you're right. I'm always right. Text received. 15th November, 10.30 hours. I think we need to talk. Oh, what a frightful message. Is everything okay? Yes. Yesterday was great. But I don't think we should do this anymore. Do what? The flirting. The jokes. The wondering if you'll ever want more than that. I want so much more than that, and it's not fair on you. I would never want you to feel like you had to give more than you were comfortable with. So I think perhaps we should be friends. Right. Of course. That sounds splendid. Brilliant. Text received. 15th November, 10.46 hours. It's done. Proud of you. Uh. Want to go to Bella Italia and get drunk on carbs? Yes. I'll meet you there at 12. Right. I love you, AJ. Psh. I love you too. From an unknown number by Gary Oldman. A multivoice potfic read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86. Chapter 9 Neville Freaking Longbottom. Text received 20th November 1903 hours. I finished the book. The whole series?
Congratulations. No, just the first one. That, that, that. Don't judge me. Not judging. You are. Okay, maybe a little. What did you think? You're already on the second one, aren't you? You said there was a big snake in it. You're going to love it. Text received. 21st November, 1533 hours. For the record, what Hogwarts house would you be in? Hufflepuff. Dot, dot, dot. For real? What would you have guessed? Filthy Gryffindor, maybe. Gryffindors are brave. What about you? Dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 dot. Really? Cool goth aesthetics, snakes and bad attitudes? I'm obviously a Hufflepuff too. Ah, of course. How foolish of me. Text received. 1st November, 1701 hours. Sent. Picture. What's this? It's a trowel. With your face on the packaging. Yes, I know that. Why are you sending me pictures of my own face? You picked option three. I was outnumbered. I like it. I'm getting one. You don't have a garden. Well, I'll get one of those too then. Text received. December 8th, 1901 hours. They killed the big snake. I'm enraged. On behalf of Harry, Ron and Hermione, I'm very sorry. Text received. December 15th, 12.30 hours. Did you do this? Sent picture. Maybe. I love it. I'm glad. Everyone needs their Hogwarts scarf. Are you saying you have a bright red one? I'm a Hufflepuff. You have a yellow one? Sent picture. Ridiculous. Text received. December 25th, 0800 hours. Merry Christmas. You too. What are your plans for the day? Same thing I do every Christmas, Pinky. Drinking with Anna, who celebrates the solstice rather than the Christian tradition, eat lots of food, fall asleep watching a bad film in the middle of the day, wake up and drink some more. We've made quite a good start on the festivities, I must say. How about you? I'm at the family home. It's all very traditional. No presents until after the Queen's speech. No presents as such. What? It's Christmas! Gifts are superfluous to enjoying the spirit of the holiday. Bollocks! It's all about gifts! Text received. December 25th, 1701 hours. I don't suppose you're watching this. What? ITV. Sperry Potter! 
It is. I'm gonna knit you a jumper, little Christmas boy. Pardon? It's Christmas. You're lonely. What makes you say that? I am too. Text received. 26th December, 14.05 hours. Fuck. Sorry about yesterday. That was uncalled for. Although, in my defense, it's exactly what a Slytherin would do. That's very true. Nothing to worry about. Text received. 30th December, 10.15 hours. Thank you for the gift. It arrived this morning. Uh, drunk purchase. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. That's very kind. It's what mates are for. Text received. 31st December, 23.58 hours. Ask me where I'm going to be in two minutes. Dot, 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 dot. Where are you going to be in two minutes? I don't know. I don't have 2020 vision. Text received. 1st January, midnight. You are terrible. H-N-Y. H-N-Y? Happy New Year, dingus. Oh, Happy New Year. I hope this year brings everything you want. It won't. Text received. 6th January, 09.13 hours. You're on the news. Of course, you probably already know that. Text received. 6th January, 09.31 hours. Well observed. How did I do? I'm quite ready to put my new trowel to use in some New Year's resolution gardening. Yeah, it's not exactly news, is it? Some chump talking about gardening. People like gardening. You don't. No, but others do, I think. My Twitter feed says yes. Goodness, I just took a look. Bad idea. Twitter is a hellscape. What's a thirst trap? Is that a plant watering device? Not exactly. Oh, they seem to like you. What can I say? That's why I'm on the packaging. Text received. 8th January, 1854 hours. How are you getting on with the books? I fucking hate Umbridge. She had better die. Ah, yes. She's a bit of a terror, isn't she? Text received. 11th January, 22.12 hours. I finished Half-Blood Prince. That's very speedy. I've had a lot of spare time. Only one to go. I'm not going to read it. Why on earth not? Don't want it to be over. Oh, dear, that's understandable. I get the same with a lot of stories. Not the story. This. This? Having an excuse to talk to you. Oh. I'm sorry. 
I know this borders on everything I said I couldn't do anymore, but I'm not there yet. Nowhere close, actually. And getting to have these moments with you about this dumb book is really all there is left. So I can't read it. I don't want it to be done. How about if I read you the first chapter? Incoming call. 11th January, 2234 hours. Hello. Hi. Sitting comfortably? Don't have to make cocoa. I already have one made up, actually. Of course you do. I've missed your voice. You too. Ready? Yeah. Text received. 11th January, 23.34 hours. Chapter 2 tomorrow? Certainly. Call log. 12th January, 2200 hours. 51 minutes. Angel. 13th January, 2201 hours. 79 minutes. Angel. 14th January, 2150 hours. 122 minutes. Angel. 15th January, 2200 hours. 90 minutes. Angel. 16th January, 2206 hours. 40 minutes. Angel. 17th January, 2200 hours. 75 minutes. Angel. 18th January, 2200 hours. 112 minutes. Angel. 19th January, 2201 hours. 103 minutes. Angel. 20th January, 2130 hours. 65 minutes. Angel. 21st January, 2133 hours. 147 minutes. Angel. 22nd January, 2132 hours. 50 minutes. Angel. 23rd January, 2201 hours. 61 minutes. Angel. 24th January, 2202 hours. 92 minutes. Angel. 25th January, 2200 hours. 41 minutes. Angel. 26th January, 2200 hours. 128 minutes. Angel. 27th January, 2159 hours. 127 minutes. Angel. 28th January, 2158 hours. 104 minutes. Angel. 29th January, 2201 hours. 64 minutes. Angel. 30th January, 2200 hours. 68 minutes. Angel. 31st January, 2200 hours. 78 minutes. Angel. 1st February, 2202 hours. 71 minutes. 
Angel. 1st February, 22.02 hours, 71 minutes, Angel. 2nd February, 22.10 hours, 76 minutes, Angel. 3rd February, 21.13 hours, 104 minutes, Angel. 4th February, 2200 hours, 112 minutes, Angel. 5th February, 2201 hours, 106 minutes, Angel. 6th February, 2204 hours, 110 minutes, Angel. 7th February, 2001 hours, 90 minutes, Angel. 8th February, 2200 hours, 93 minutes, Angel. 9th February, 2203 hours, 76 minutes, Angel. 10th February, 2201 hours, 75 minutes, Angel. 11th February, 2202 hours, 101 minutes, Angel. 12th February, 2200 hours, 63 minutes, Angel. 13th February, 2201 hours, 109 minutes, Angel. Incoming call. 14th February, 2200 hours. Good evening. Evening. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, that's a thing. HVD, I guess. Do you know, I would have assumed you only typed ridiculous acronyms. But there we go. There's no end to the ridiculous things I will do to look cool. I don't doubt it. Ready? Desperately. Chapter 34. The Forest Again. Text received. 15th February, 0913 hours. I've been thinking. About? Neville. Of course you have. Why is Mr. Longbottom on your mind? He's a Gryffindor. It took you seven books to work that out. No, it's just... Dot, dot, dot. He doesn't think he's brave. But when it matters most, he is. I suppose so. I may only be a Slytherin, but... Seems like that's the only kind of bravery worth having. I think you're right. Missed call. 15th February, 2200 hours. Missed call. 15th February, 2201 hours. Text received. 15th February, 2201 hours. Are you okay? Aziraphale? Text received. 15th February, 22.16 hours. Hello. Sorry. That's okay. What's up? Uh, could I perhaps call you? 
You've caught me every night for the past month. Ah, uh, yes, well, this would be a not-reading call. A not-reading call? Of course. Incoming call. 15th February, 22.21 hours. Everything okay? I think so. What's up? Nothing. Really, I'm quite fine. Angel, please. I'm not sure I should say. Well, you have to now, else it's... Entrapment, yes. Well, the problem, Anthony, is uh, that I rather think I'm in love with you. Are you still there? Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, it feels quite splendid to actually say it out loud. I'm in love with you, and frankly, I have been for months. But the problem is that I'm so scared. Anthony, you have no idea. At first, I was scared that you couldn't possibly want me too. And then I was scared that the moment you met me, you'd realize I was just a bit fatter than you thought or a bit out of style or odder than you had built up in your head. And then when I saw you in that bookshop, I was so scared you wouldn't turn around, or that you would, and you'd instantly regret it all. But it quite possibly became the best day of my whole life. And then Gabriel showed up. Funny that it should be his number I was trying to text when I got yours, like you brought us together. But, well, you can probably tell that my family is... Well, traditional tends to be a way to say bigoted, without the insult, but you take your pick, I suppose. I've had companions before, but never, never like this, never like you. So there we were, and I was certain the way I felt about you was painted so plainly on my face that when Gabriel appeared, I felt as though I had been caught red-handed, reaching for the apple of Eden. I'm certain they've suspected for some time, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to make you my secret, you see. And of course, then you said you couldn't keep playing the game, which made it, well, it made it harder and easier all at once. Easier, because I was staying away from you for you, not for my own sins and cowardice. But I love you, Crowley. And I'm not scared of that. I'm Neville freaking Longbottom. You told them? I did. Mother said she'd known all along and loves me just the way I am. But my brothers, they're not of the same opinion. How, um, sorry. How do you feel? I'm in love with you. I got that bit. I meant about the whole coming out thing. Yes, I know. But I have spent so long pretending that I'm not in love with you that now I can say it. I simply cannot stop myself. That's all there is. I'll stop if you want. I realize now that I've been rather Fords. I'm very sorry. Blast. Give me a moment. Someone at the door. What kind of time is this? Oh, there goes the Dostoevsky. Key, key, key. It's around here somewhere. It's in the door. Sorry, but I'm actually in the middle of a... Hello, Angel. 
from an unknown number. By Gary Oldman. A multi-voice podfic, read by Literarian and Gorilla Scale 86. Chapter 10. No More Talking. With his golden hair backlit from the hallway light, the sight in front of Crowley really was divine. Aziraphale stood, slack-jawed, lips parted and a blush seeping into the corners of his cheeks. He was still holding the phone against his ear, through which Crowley could hear unsteady breaths. He was certain his own pulse could be heard across the city, never mind the distance between them now. The time between hearing Aziraphale proclaim his feelings and throwing clothes on and jumping into his car were embarrassingly short. He'd lost count of how many traffic violations he'd committed in his speed to get to this place as soon as he could. And now, staring at Aziraphale across the threshold of his flat, Crowley felt the world finally slow down. Let me know, Crowley began as he stepped forward, breaching first the doorway and then the inches between them with an uncharacteristic patience. If I'm going too fast. But Aziraphale didn't. Couldn't, though Crowley gave him every opportunity to, as he removed the phone from his hand, ending the call before returning his gaze to the other man. Crowley waited for any sign that he should stop as every atom inside him buzzed with the closeness to Aziraphale. Of course, Aziraphale gave Crowley no time at all when he closed the canyon between them, pushing his body flush against Crowley's tartan meeting denim, lips meeting lips. That was permission enough for Crowley, who burst into action the second their mouths touched. They went stumbling back, instinct and longing taking over, as he pushed Aziraphale back against the stack of books lining every wall, sending a stack of what he was sure was Bibles crashing to the floor. The sound went unheard as they breathed in one another. Every thirst quenched, every hunger sated, retribution for every sleepless night, and freedom from every unsent text message. Crowley found it all in Aziraphale. In his lips, in the strands of blonde hair gripped between his fingers, in the skin of his navel that brushed against his own. It was all worth it. Finally. Hello, Crowley. Aziraphale stuttered out between kisses. It's good to see you. Crowley responded, though it came out more as a growl from inside his chest. No more talking. If Aziraphale had planned on debating the point, Crowley tracing the lines of his neck with his lips put an end to that very quickly, and instead he entwined their hands, palm to palm, and leaned into it. 
approximately 18 minutes and 51 seconds passed in a similar vein, waves of passion retreating only to grow again and crash against their shores, leaving them drowning in one another's scent, skin, mouth. The shrill siren of an iPhone default ringtone cut through the air. Crowley stopped like a snake ready to strike. Slowly, he unpeeled himself from the other man, removed his leg from its place between Aziraphale's and straightened up, allowing his companion to do the same. To his credit, Aziraphale managed to look quite dignified despite the state of undress he had somehow managed to get himself into. Are you going to get that? He asked innocently as the phone shrieked on. Crowley didn't know how he managed to sound anything resembling innocent when he looked like sin in a bow tie. Against his better judgment, Crowley dropped his eyes to his phone. It's Anna. Might be important, he said apologetically. I'll give you a moment. Come up when you're ready. Aziraphale smiled before turning to head upstairs. Oh, and Anthony? Yeah? Don't disappear on me. I won't. Crowley placed the phone to his ear. So help me, Anathema, this set better be an emergency. Oh, she said guiltily. It's not. What is it? I was worried about you. I haven't had a mopey text in two days and thought you might want some company. Crowley cleared his throat. <clears> throat. Not not a problem there, actually. What? You don't have other friends. Rude and wrong. Are you at work or something? What's up? Yes, I'm at work. Doesn't sound like you're at work. What gave it away? Perhaps the fact that it's practically midnight? Oh, my stars! You're hooking up with someone, aren't you? What? That's your sexy voice. Have you met someone? Ah, yes, fine. Good. I hate catching you at it alone. Lucifer, anathema! It's like you get hangry, but instead of hungry, you're... Thank you. I get the picture. I'm so pleased. Who is it? Do you finally feel like you're getting over your little texting friend? Sure. There was a beat of silence. It's him, isn't it? Little bit. So you're not over him? She sounded perfectly giddy. No. So every time you said, I don't care, I don't remember, I'm an eternal bachelor, you know, like Leo, that was all... Bollocks, yes. Your impression of me is as uncanny as ever. I've been practicing. So, I was right? 
Yes, okay, you were right. You always are. But right now, I'm wasting my time talking to you rather than finally spending a little bit of time with the person I'm in love with. So unless there's anything else... Well, what are you doing on the phone to me? Go! Wait, no, AJ, be safe. Anathema, we need to talk about boundaries tomorrow. Goodbye. When Crowley looked up from the phone, he saw Aziraphale standing primly at the top of the steps. He'd removed the jacket and shoes, which, oddly, felt more intimate than the events of ten minutes ago, especially considering the expression he was shooting in Crowley's direction. No emergency, she's fine, he muttered, dropping his phone onto the side table, a stack of absurdist plays. You're, ahem, you're in love with me, Aziraphale asked, the sickening sweetness of his expression dripping like molasses into his voice. Pray tell, Angel, but what did you think this was all about? He kicked off his shoes and began to ascend the stairs. Now that he could go as fast as he wanted, he quite liked taking his time, watching Aziraphale's gaze grow heavier as he got closer. The messages, the heartache, the kissing, just mates, are we? Well, now that you mention it, I suppose that does make some sense. Some sense? Only some? He was near the landing now, one step down from Aziraphale, putting them almost at eye level. Because I'm certain I can illuminate you further. Only if you feel like you need a bit of education on the matter. Aziraphale flushed. Well, as a scholar, I do think it would be prudent to... <laughs> gather more data. For educational purposes, of course. Of course. When Crowley kissed him this time, the waves of passion still danced around their toes, but something stronger reared its head, threatening to drag him down. The smell of Aziraphale, the softness of him, the months spent wanting this, and the feeling of his lips turned into a smile. Crowley was content. Could I interest you in some wine? Chateau de Moinette, perhaps? Aziraphale offered in a whisper. Only if we can drink it tucked in an airing cupboard. How else is one meant to enjoy a vintage like this? Are you going to dress up for me too? I'm pretty sure you have an angel costume kicking around here somewhere. Are you always this salacious? I have half a mind to send you off. Sent me where? Back to the hell from whence you came, demon. <laughs> Crowley laughed, and even Aziraphale was grinning, smugly admiring the joy on Crowley's face. Get thee back, foul fiend, he added, before gesturing to the door into the flats. After you. Crowley led the way into the flats. He recognized some of it from pictures, admired late into the night. 
other parts he'd only imagined. The kitchen where Aziraphale made his cocoa. The plush sofa where he would sit and read to Crowley. The shelves and shelves of dusty books. Crowley took it in, admiring the touches of Aziraphale that blessed every surface, wondering if Aziraphale had dreamt of this as much as he had. Oh, my dear, your phone, Aziraphale said behind him, pointing down the hallway to the abandoned object. Nope, Crowley shook his head, grabbing Aziraphale's hand and pulling him into the lounge. No more phones, never again. Well then, mind the Dostoevsky on your way through. As you wish, Angel. The End